Welcome to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. My name is Coach JC, and I am your coach. Each week, we bring you an inspiring, winning story, an empowering, motivating, winning word so that you can be your best and win more in life. Thank you for joining us today, and now it's time for you to be fit for duty and fit for life. All right, guys, what's going on? This is Coach JC here with Fit for Duty, Fit for Life, fitfirstresponders.org. Man, we're super excited that you're here with us today. Um, We got an unbelievable podcast for you today. Man, we're coming real, we're coming raw. Um, If you've been to this podcast before, then you know that we're about helping first responders win more in life. Ultimately, the police Yes, our law enforcement out there, our firefighters, our medic and our national guards doing what they need to do to ultimately be fit for duty and fit for life. And I'm super stoked today. Man, today we have an unbelievable guest in the house, someone that I've been uh, blessed and privileged to get to know uh, a little more. And we have Mr. Travis Yates, who's the editor-in-chief of lawofficer.com and a veteran police officer here in the greatest nation, the United States of America. So without further ado, my man, the Big time, one and only Mr. Yates. How are you today, boss? Thank you, Coach, for having me on. I'm doing great. Man, we're super excited, man. I always like to get started, man, with uh, giving you a little opportunity just to introduce yourself, um, telling the guests, man, really who you are, what you stand for, what you're about, um, and why you do what you do before we get into the meat of what we're about to deliver today. So the show's yours, boss. You know, Coach, I was blessed to grow up in a family of two parents that loved me very much and gave me a lot of opportunities and showed me that uh, where I could lift other other people up, I should do that. And uh, I left there. My father was in law enforcement, so I grew up around a service aspect of my family. It was family and faith. Uh, sometimes food, but we'll get to that later on. But family and faith took took uh, a priority in our uh, where, when I grew up. I uh, I moved uh, here in the Midwest uh, after college. Took a job as a police officer. Really wanted to go to work uh, for the federal government. You know, watching TV as a kid and seeing the DEA and FBI. That's kind of what I was enamored with. But when I got into that local law enforcement aspect, helping real people on the street. I just couldn't get enough of it, and, uh, and I blink, and a couple of decades have gone by, and I'm still serving the community, and about 12 years ago, I got involved uh, writing some online articles and helping others and giving my opinion when it probably shouldn't, but regardless, <laughs> uh, that, that has found me as kind of a leadership role with Law Officer Magazine and LawOfficer.com. I'm now the editor-in-chief, and, and uh, it's been a real blessing to really help out law enforcement across the country. Man, that's awesome. Mr. Yates, can you please tell me real quick, I want you to hit on something. Why do you do what you do? As a police officer, especially nowadays, uh, we're going to talk today about being fit for duty and we're going to get into that. But man, you guys are my heroes. If anybody listens to this podcast and they know why I do what I do, it is to serve the finest and the bravest, the baddest and the toughest. And I mean, it's no mistake. I mean, we, we live in an age now, you know, where uh, there's a lot going on in our communities, in our cities, on our streets. Man, I grew up in New Jersey and um, I feel like the crime rate is increasing. We got, uh, you know, homeland terrorists right here in our backyards. Um, Man, you look now and you say to police officers, man, the job that you guys have to do, seeing more in a week than me as a coach, but also a citizen may see in their lifetime. Why do you do what you do? And you know I'm asking you that question because that's one of the questions we'll hit on when we get into focus uh, in later podcasts. But I'm big on, if you don't know why you do what you do, man, adversity and obstacles and all the stuff that comes at you in life, that's 
where people fold. So as a police officer, man, why do you do what you do? Why do you put yourself on the streets every single day as a veteran? Why did you do that and sacrifice what might be best for you, for the citizens and the people of this great uh, state, uh, but I should say nation? Well, I'll tell you, it's a simple concept, and it's this concept that I think most of my brothers and sisters behind the badge have, and it's as simple as this. We get to help people. And what cooler way to do something and make a living by getting to help people, getting to serve people. And man, we, we have people that need everything today. Uh, we, you know, we have a, a very broken society, uh, whether it's uh, fatherless homes, high crime rates, high poverty, high in education, a minority community that is, is really just reeling uh, with all of the national things going on. And man, there's only one job where you get to stand in the gap and to help people that need it, to help the needless. And uh, that's why that's why we do it. And I know there's a lot of, of nonsense in the media. There's a lot of politics that, floor, that, that go around. At the end of the day, if a cop can't just simply help somebody, they will not do this job very long. Mm. Man, you know, and number one, let me say this, man. First of all, you are my hero. Um, if you're a police officer out there, a firefighter, you know, a medic, all of you first responders that put your life on the line every single day, man, you guys are the real heroes. You know, we look at LeBron James and all these athletes and that get paid these big dollars and I was an athlete myself and man, that's all cool and that's fun and that's sexy. But um, one of the reasons that we put this program together is one of the things I've seen, Yates, is man, you got so many first responders and I've read books that actually Actually, you know, uh, people in law enforcement and firefighters, first responders have given me so I can understand the profession better. Uh, so I feel like I've got a good grasp on the physical, the mental, the emotional. Obviously, I've never been on the streets. I've never experienced what you guys do besides, you know, ride-alongs and, and observing. But, um, you know, I think a lot of times as, as human beings, as citizens, we see you every single day as the heroes putting on a badge, putting on a uniform, um, and you're the baddest, the bravest, the toughest. But man, one thing I don't think that we we see enough in the communities um, and, and as, I mean, politicians and, and athletes and everybody out there, they don't see the first responders and what they go through in life. And I think we forget sometimes that you guys are human beings. You know, I heard you talk about some earlier about, you know, your parents brought you up in the pillar of faith and, you know, but am I wrong in assuming that as a first responder, that even though you're a hero and everything you do, everything that you deal with, all the struggles, man, and the adversity and the obstacles that we all deal with physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, spiritually, marriage issues, relationships, uh, you know, financial. Am I wrong in assuming that? You know, I think it's very easy for everybody to categorize everybody, Coach. Uh, you know, from my standpoint as a law enforcement officer, I've got to be careful not to categorize somebody as a white guy or a black guy or a, or a homeless person. You know, we have to see people as people. Uh, that uncompromised respect that we have to show all human beings uh, is what I teach and, t and tell my officers, and that's what I would tell the public because I think – we, we really take it for granted. The public looks at law enforcement as a uniform. And I, I say this, I'll continue to say this as long as, I, as long as I see it. It's really the new discrimination in America that there's only one group of people that people get away with calling names and spitting on and kicking out of restaurants, and that's the law enforcement officer. And I think just as I need to be able to see people as people, uh, I would ask the community to see police officers as fathers and sons and daughters and and human beings because I think once we we take that 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 kind of facade off of people we're going to start making some changes we're going to start seeing wonderful things happen in this country and you know and I think when you talk about 
the heroes, I mean, there's no question. You know, I teach my kids this because I've been around law enforcement a long time. Not that I'm speaking about myself, but the true superheroes out there. It's not Spider-Man or Superman. Man, it's the men and women behind the badge that when gunfire goes off, they run towards the gunfire. And there's no other profession that does that, literally. And I tell my kids that, you know, you, you want to be a superhero, you need to go and be a fireman in, in the military and in law enforcement. I'm in management, so on a day-to-day basis, I see my fellow officers do that much more than I happen to do it nowadays. Uh, but it's, it never gets old, man. It's cool as can be. But with that said, it's also our downfall, Coach, because we do think we're superheroes, so mm. to speak, but we still are affected by uh, stress and emotions and seeing the worst things society has to hold and financial problems and marriage problems and substance abuse problems in and we can't just stick our chest out and think I can overcome this because I'm Superman or I'm that superhero and uh, we especially see this in men you know because men in general we think we're, we're we think we're uh, bulletproof, so to speak. Well, in our profession, if you think that too long, you can fall hard. And so that's why I think what you and your group's doing is so phenomenal. Man, that's awesome. You heard it right there from Yates. See people as people. Well, man, I know we could talk all day about many topics. And today I want to dig in and give give the viewers um, just something, a, a takeaway that can help them win more in life. And, you know, if you're listening right now, chances are you're, you're probably a first responder um, in, in, in the USA or, or maybe even national, international, or uh, you might be a citizen listening, and um, but here's what I want to get in, uh, Yates, is, is this. is Obviously, you've been a part of the FFR and FFR Online, and um, we, we are blessed and privileged to have a partner uh, in you and, and a friend in you and, and supporting what we do. And I think you said it, seeing people as people, one of the things that I've seen and one of the reasons that FFR was started is I came to a realization that all first responders are not fit for duty. And, you know, uh, initially I took a little slack for it because I'm not a first responder. And they said, well, who are you to, 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 to tell me I'm not fit for duty? And I started to just dig a little deeper and research and, and build some trust with first responders and really understand that there's a disconnect. Um, a lot of times you can get out of the academy and you got these, uh, this fire that you're running with and physically and mentally and emotionally, you're just killing it. And, and all of a sudden the stresses of the job and life hits you and we start to see, you know, the, it's been jokes for years, man. You, you talk about cops and they want to talk about donuts and you see firefighters and you could joke that they sit around and sleep on a recliner. They do, they do, right? <laughs> if you're a firefighter out there, don't send me hate mail right now. That's <laughs> it. But, but my point in saying that is, um, obviously what we're doing, we've been blessed and privileged now to help uh, close to a thousand first responders that we've seen come through our program and absolutely transform their life. And uh, our tagline is fit for duty and fit for life. And today I want to dig a little deep into the fit for duty part. So my first question for you is, man, what ultimately do you feel as a police officer Officer, um, and I should say a veteran and a police officer as a police officer, what do you feel fit for duty ultimately is for a police officer or a first responder? I'm a simple guy, JC, and I'm going to give you one word and then I'll expand on it. Peace. You know, we are peace officers, but very few of us have peace. We, had, we very few of us have peace on the job. Very few of us have peace uh, at home. Very few of us have peace with our financial very few of us have peace when it comes to what type of substance abuses or, th- or things that we're abusing. And when I, when I hear about fit for duty, it really has, it's a, it's a balancing of peace across our life where 
our mind is clear to do the job that has to be done, whether it be on the job or whether it be at, with our coworkers or whether it be at home or whether it be uh, with our God and, and in, our, in a religious environment, that, that to have peace with all of that and a balancing act with all of that. And that's what we must strive towards. We have ignored this for so many years. And I can tell you, uh, I've never seen anything like what FFR is doing and will be doing. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm all in, uh, so to speak, because now is the time that we need this. If, if, you, if you've done this a decade ago, uh, Coach, I don't think anyone would have seen the high value in it. Uh, I mean, 20 years ago, there were ashtrays in my squad room, for goodness sakes, you know. Uh but now, when you see what's going on in this country, all the demands that our first responders are given, I mean, we don't have a mental health program anymore. We don't have substance abuse programs for people anymore. We don't have, you know, all, all the problems society have been given to our first responders to deal with because no one else is picking up the slack. Fathers aren't home, so guess, what, guess who's having to intervene? First responders. Um, Crime rates high in the, in the neighborhoods because of all these other issues of lack of education. Like also, guess who has to intervene? Law enforcement. And we see all of that. We have to deal with all of that. And now we get the so much of the backlash, whether it's from the media or from politicians that like to politicize all the things that we do. And, man, it weighs on the men and women. And now is the time that we need you. Now is the time we need FFR. Now is the time we've got to look to the future because the future, if we don't do it correctly, could be bleak. Mm. Man, uh, peace. So I want to ask you out there right now, if you're listening, are you at peace? Are you at peace? And you said some powerful things there, uh, Yates. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it makes me think of the athlete, you know, and people ask us all the time, well, do you guys, do you guys actually teach us how to shoot? Do you work on this? And I said, no, you don't mix up what we do. If you want those things, go over to lawofficer.com, right? And get, get with your chiefs in the city. It, we provide the behind the scenes stuff. Like it's an athlete, a basketball player, a football player, man, they might be, you know, training in their skill, uh, the actual how to shoot a basketball, you know, how to run, linebacker, how to hit, how to run a route, all that fun stuff. Um, but behind the scenes, what a lot of people don't see is the training they put in, the preparation they put in the to increase speed, to increase power, uh, nutrition, how to recover, um, the strength, regeneration, uh, the mental conditioning, all those things, the combative training for a first responder. Well, let me tell you something, coach. I've seen some of the best shooters in the world die of heart attacks. I've seen some of the best cops in the world that can do investigations shoot themselves. I've seen some of the best cops in the world have a horrible family life. I've seen some of the best cops in the world abuse substances to the point where their lives are ruined. So if you don't, if you don't have what you're offering, if you're not doing what you're doing, you don't have anything. You can be the best shot in the world and fall apart. So what you're offering is the foundation. It is the umbrella. There is nothing else. If you ignore this, you are wasting your time with every other skill you work on. Man, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Um, and, you know, you mentioned something. You said, you know, heart attacks. And, man, do you know any statistics that you could say as first responders? They might not be hard statistics, but we've heard them all, man, that you see a lot of first responders and you might be talked directly to police. But um, I know in fire, you have heart attacks or, or running rampant. And, you know, two to four years after the average first responder retires. I mean, you guys bust your tail every single day, putting your life on the line. And two to four years, statistics have shown from what I've seen that you don't even, give, you don't even get a chance to enjoy the pension. You don't even get a chance to enjoy life because heart attacks, suicide, and all these crazy statistics that show first responders are taken out early. Uh, and a lot of it's you know uh, on themselves, that stuff that they yeah. can control. 
it's been going on for for decades, Coach. And I'll tell you, my generation is going to stop it. It's it ends now. I believe that leading cause of death for our firefighters are heart attacks. The third leading cause for law enforcement behind vehicles and firearms is heart attacks. There's a reason why so many of our first responders are listening and their their pension systems are are maxed out and they're solid while we see other pension systems around the country breaking down like school teachers. There's a reason why us first responders have great pension systems because we retire and we die. There's nothing in between. We don't retire and enjoy life with our family, enjoy our grandkids. We retire and die and that is ending and that's going to end because of what you're doing, coach. Man, I appreciate that. And, you know, let's get into a little, uh, here's here's what I want to ask you, man. I mean, obviously you've been a part of FFR and Fit First Responders and FFR Online, and I've watched you firsthand um, lead by example. There's nothing more I respect in life than a leader that absolutely practices what they preach. And I'll never forget the first day I met you when, uh, you know, you, you said, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be there and I'm going to actually do this program to show my guys that are under me that I believe in it. And, you know, at first I got to be honest, man, I question because I heard that all the time. I'm like, because here we you go. looked at me, right? You go, this guy's <laughs> not going to be able to do that. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to lie. You were a little intimidating. Um, but real talk, though, I mean, a lot of times you hear people uh, from presidential candidates to <laughs> politicians to leadership roles, and they're managing a team, but they're not leading a team. One of the things I respect about you is you lead. And obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, do you every single day feel like doing what you have to do to be fit for duty? Do you feel like every single day doing it? No, but why do you, as a leader, say, man, I'm going to put my time in the gym. I'm going to get my shoes on, take a run. I'm going to be committed to my food choices. And obviously, man, there's people listening saying, well, man, I fell short so many times, coach. We get that. But for you as a leader, talk to us about what you feel um, has driven that for you as a leader. Because obviously you're busy. You got a hectic, more hectic schedule than anybody out there. So talk to me a little about that. It's simple, coach. Uh, And all the first responders know that when it comes to the first responder profession, there's the leadership within our professions is about as worse as it gets. And it's simply because there's no accountability. If you're a poor leader at Yahoo or uh, AOL, you don't last long, right? Uh, but there is such little accountability with what we do. Poor leadership runs rapid. And let me tell you why there's so much poor leadership, because it's so easy. It is so easy to not lead. You don't have to do a lot. Uh, you can grab your paycheck. Nobody really questions you, especially in today's climate. If you start doing stuff, people may take notice. Man, you may you may hit the front page of the paper. You never know. There's all kinds of things that go on when you try to lead from the front. And I just told myself that if God ever put me in a position to lead men and women, that I would not do what I saw so much of, that I would, I would be able to lay my head on the pillow at night and knowing I did everything I could. Now, keep in mind, I'm not perfect. No one is perfect except for one. And, uh, but every day I get up striving to be perfect. And if I mess up, I learn from it and I go on. And man, you say, is it easy? No, it's not. It's not easy. Uh, there are days I don't want to do what I do. Um, but you have to do it. You know, if you're going to put your pants on one leg at a time and you're going to call yourself a leader, be real about it and lead. Mm. If not, just sit back and let someone else try it. Because like I said, the poor leadership, the excuses, it ends in this generation of law enforcement, and firefighters, and military. We are going to change it all because for the young kids coming up, we have to show them how to do it because the future of our nation, I mean, relies on it. What would this country be without our military personnel and our firefighters and our first responders and our paramedics and 
all the people that your clients, their clients of yours, coach, where would we be without yeah. them? Where would we be without good leadership within those professions? I've got kids. I want my kids to grow up in a great country, as great as it is now and better. And that's why I'm trying to leave the mark I'm leaving. Man, that's powerful, man. And, and um, you know, I think you said something that's important. You don't go by how you feel and win in life. We tell people all the time, if you go by how you feel and let emotions to drive you, man, you're going to lose in life. So, man, we want to challenge you right now, right here at this point in the podcast, man. If you need to hit stop, hit stop and think about it. But I want you to just take some time. If you're a leader out there, if you're a chief, a major, a captain, a driver, you might be in the National Guard, you, you, you might be a police officer, law, of, a, a law officer, a sheriff. I don't know what you do, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're a first responder, I want to challenge you right now. Hit pause and make a decision right now to start leading. I've seen way too many first responders not take action when it comes to being fit for duty. That might be you just encouraging your team to get out and, and do a run together. It might be you encouraging your team to get on FFR online. I honestly believe we are we are providing the greatest community, which we are going to talk about, unifying police and firefighters and the family that we've, we've created. But I want to encourage you right now, put yourself in an environment where you could thrive. You might feel 20% right now, Yates. I know when I first walked in your office, you might not feel 100% like doing it, but you might feel 20%. Don't wait for the other 80% to get up and start moving and set the standard a little higher within your department. I don't care how big, I don't care how small it is, I don't care what city you're in, what state. Now is the time, more important than ever, to make sure that you are fit for duty. And I want to say this before I hand it back over to, to Yates, is when I say fit for duty, you guys know if you're part of our FFR online, man, we're talking about the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. We are talking about the financial. We're talking about what Yates said earlier, well-rounded, walk in every single day in peace, being able to do what you do with peace of mind every single day that I can chase a bad guy down, I can get out of that burning building, that you can do what you do and ultimately at the end of the night, walk in or the morning, whatever your shift may be, walk in back to your residence and hug your kids, kiss your spouse and lay your head on the pillow with that peace of mind. So Yates, anything else you want to talk to the viewers about? I would love to hear what your favorite exercise is, man. Come on, don't tell me burpees. Well, well, <laughs> well let, me, let me tell you this when it comes to leadership. I want, to, I, want, I want your audience to know two things, coach. Number one, leadership is not a rank. You could be a brand new police officer, firefighter, medic, military. You are a leader. There are, no matter what your status is and where you are, there are people looking at you. And it could just be your family or your kids, but there are others looking at you. And so we got to get out of our head that you have to make some rank or be a supervisor before you can become a leader. You are a leader. God has put that inside of you. It's time to use that and don't make excuses. And in, in regards to what you feel like and emotions, and you touched on that, I would, I would just ask our first responders out there to do one thing. Take a leap of faith. Just step out there, unguarded. Mm. Take a leap of faith. And, and that's probably, you know, God has kind of sort of given me an ability to not care what others think. And so it's never really been hard for me to type, type a step out there and expose myself. But many people aren't like that, and I get that. But let me, let, me just, let me just ask you to please consider that. Because when you take a leap of faith and you put yourself in a situation that's not real comfortable, hey, walking into your gym is not comfortable. Signing up uh, for your FFR online is not real comfortable. Uh, but I'm telling you, if you take that leap of faith, you will see the rewards. Man, I love it. All right, now don't try to dodge my question. What's your favorite exercise? Give it to us. Is it burpees? 
<laughs> well, you're being facetious. I don't like burpees. Uh, my body is not made for burpees. I'm not some 140 pound guy, uh, but I'm, I'm about six foot three and oh, 270 on a good day, uh, trying to do better than that. Uh, but I, I, I'm like any, any red, red meat eating type of guy. I love bench pressing Come and on. throwing the weights up. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when it, in all honesty, when it comes to some of the cardio stuff, I love the chipper type exercises. And if you don't know what that is, check out the FFR online and you'll see some examples of that. Uh, and those are the, the long, the long of maybe a 40 to 45 minute type of a string of exercises that you do. And I like it because it's a lot of variety. Yeah. I don't like doing one thing. I can't get on a treadmill like a hamster or, or an elliptical. Well, elliptical, that's kind of funny. I used to I used to get on elliptical and think it was doing something. I was just watching TV and eating while I was doing it. But <laughs> uh, but I love the chipper top workouts. I really do. For me, it's it's like it's it's like mowing the yard. It's an accomplishment because I can see myself, you know, getting better and better and better. And I know uh, you do a lot of that with your program. And, and those are always my favorite days when I see some 30, 40, 45, minute, you know, of, of seven or eight exercises in a row, or maybe three rounds of several exercises. I like doing that because of the variety. And variety is, you have to do that. And for me, it's got to be variety and a go. Yeah. So that, that, you know, and so that is, that's changed up for me. You know, one time I was like, Hey, I want to run a half marathon. Okay. Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, I want to, I want to get my body fat down to a certain percentage. I want to bulk up to a certain weight. There always has to be a goal for me to stay motivated. And I think every individual is different. Uh, but FFR has made that really easy to do. Man, we're super excited, Yates, man. Number one, for you being a part uh, of our family, or we call it family, FFR family, um, throughout this nation. Um, we're also super excited to have you as our guest. You said some powerful things that I just want to reiterate to these viewers. Number one is see people as people. I think that was a powerful takeaway so many times as first responders, but also as citizens, no matter what position you're in in life, we don't see people as people. And I think that'll humble you, that'll give you an appreciation, and that also gives some compassion to serve. We honestly believe at FFR, it's a nonprofit. You know that as well as I do. Every single day, we're out there paving the streets uh, to fundraise, to continue to put this program on, to serve those that serve us. The donations, uh, people think it's a membership online when they pay their small little donation every month to, to get the content and, and what we deliver. That's a donation. We put that right back in to continue to deliver. Um, but I think the other powerful thing you said is faith. And we're going to talk about that in future podcasts, man. We're going to have you back. Uh, the viewers are, are going to know who you are. You got some powerful things. The thing I love about you most is you're always having fun. No matter what life throws at you, the obstacles, the adversity, I've seen you go through some things in life, but you always choose to have fun. And we're big on that at FFR. We're going to get into the strengthening exercises, man. We're going to get into the power. We're going to get into, you heard Yates mention different kind of workouts. This wasn't the podcast for, but we got some crazy, awesome, amazing guests coming for you. And we're going to keep delivering. This podcast was created for for you as a first responder and for the real heroes of America, our police, our law officers, yes, our firefighters, our medics, our National Guards, and those real heroes that every single day put their life on the line for us. So Yates, before I close us out with the four pillars, anything else you want to say, man? Once again, we thank you for being here. We're honored. We are privileged to have Yates, our special guest. Yates, again, once again, is the editor and chief of lawofficer.com and a veteran, veteran police officer. Yates, where can they find you, my man? 
lawofficer.com, hit up the contact page, put in there you want to talk to me, and they will the, our editorial team will forward that over to me. And if any of you would like to, uh, those of you in the law enforcement world would like to uh, connect up, or maybe write some articles, uh, give us a call. There's all kinds of resources on that site. We are there to serve you, so let us do that. I love it, man. Thanks for serving us today and being here with us. Again, don't forget the four pillars so that you can continue to be fit for duty, fit for life. Focus. What you desire is what you focus on. What you focus on is what you go and get. Fitness. What are you doing to be the best version of you? Remember, it's not just about physical, but physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relationship, financially, the best, most fit person And then don't forget your family. Here at FFR, man, iron sharpens iron just as another brother sharpens another brother. And the favorite pillar, Yates, food. (laughs) Come on. Everybody loves when I talk about food, but we're going to get into our 10 habits and the food at a later date. Who loves you? I do. Once again, this is Coach JC with FitFirstResponders.org. You need to get there. Get over to the forums. You can interact with Yates and many other of our heroes over there if you are a first responder. It's the only community for first responders only first responders in the United States of America. Man, let's make America great, baby. (laughs) Thank you, Coach. Yates, thanks again. Appreciate you having you. Uh, God bless you as a first responder, and God bless the United States of America. Fit First Responders. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for life.